It's a movement, but it's about people. Be the People is about we the people joining forces to reclaim and reshape the best of our nation's time-treasured traditions. Each week, we offer insightful interviews with movers and shakers from all different spheres of life. And now, please welcome Dr. Carol Swain. Welcome to another episode of Be The People Podcast. I have an exciting story today, and it's the story of a young actress, someone who's been very successful in the music industry. You may have heard of her. Her name is Samara Armstrong, and she has starred in hit TV series such as The O.C., The Mentalist, and Entourage. And she um, is from Tokyo. She was born in Tokyo. She has Scottish descent. Her name, Samara, is the name. She was named after a fictional warrior princess. And she is a bit of a warrior, and she's a rebel. And by her being a rebel, she's a person after my own heart. And she has rebelled against the liberal uh, culture in Hollywood. And so once you do that, you put a target on your back. And so Samara is out there being the warrior princess. She's very beautiful. And we will have a link to her website and more information about her so that you can uh, check her out for yourself. Help me to welcome Samara Armstrong, the warrior princess to the Be The People show. Oh gosh, thank you so much. That was that was such an introduction. I I I'm actually almost in tears. Thank you. Well, I am honored to have you on the show. And you're a brave young woman. Will you tell our listeners how you ended up in Hollywood? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, as you mentioned, I, I was born in Japan and um for whatever reason strong female characters in films were um, heavily influenced um, sort of my scope of perception. And I always wanted to be an actress. And as when I got, you know, of legal age, I, I checked out of Arizona and, and moved to uh, Los Angeles to pursue that dream. And you also been involved in other forms of art. I mean, you're a true artist. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit about the artsy part of you and then we're certainly going to get to the warrior part where you've stood up for conservative values. Oh, thank you. Okay. Yeah, I always found that I needed to be creating to some extent, whether it be through storytelling or um, through painting, or uh, I was for a while involved in fashion design as well. And it was really uh, a matter of just um, putting out um, creative force of energy that, you know, that was within me that needed to be expressed um, with no other objective than to sort of make a dream come true. Uh, so, so that's, that's how I go about, you know, whether it be making music or art or storytelling, it's sort of all within the same vein. And how did you become a conservative? I think, I think it goes back to that rebellious side um, that you mentioned. Um, my family raised, uh, you know, our, our sort of our motto was to be able 
go into any situation and, and be able to handle ourselves. And, um, you know, the, the, the sentence that was often um, instructed upon me was, you can do anything you are, wa- are wanting to do. You will be capable of doing anything you want to do. And that, that often um, sort of dovetailed with this idea that, you know, there, there wasn't a, a big need of assistance through government. Government always seemed like this looming thing that we just really didn't really you know, we had respect for, and it has its place and its purpose, but it, it wasn't something that was supposed to infiltrate one's life on a, on a grand degree. Um, so I think that's, that's the concert where the, the birth of the conservative points um, took place. The freedom of speech and um, the ability to protect oneself with the right to bear arms, those are two fundamental strengths. And it was very, it was very much, um, you know, it's important to be able to speak freely and to um, stand up for others to do the same, even if you don't like what they're saying. So did you grow up in the United States or were you a part of the Japanese culture and you came here with some of your values already formed based on that cultural experience? Well, that's a really good question. So I was, essentially I was, back and forth between the states and Japan um, until I was about 12. I lived there for a total of, of five years in, in the first 12 years of my life. Um, yeah, so I, I guess it's funny. I never considered myself to be a patriot or a quote-unquote American. I never felt as grounded in the United States. I have this last year finally um, standing up for things I fundamentally understood but didn't consciously contemplate, which, you know, I was forced to within the wake of everything that happened in the last four years. Uh, So it was, you know, it was a coexisting through different cultures, appreciation, and and a big word, I think, is respect for other cultures, um, but also respect for our own um, that I do think is missing nowadays. I have another question for you. Uh, Because you're artsy and Most people probably don't know, but I'm kind of artsy too. I wanted to be a commercial artist when I started college and I won blue ribbons uh, in grad school, but I was told to be practical. And so I became very practical and got my first degree in business and and then other degrees. My question for you is, um, there's a spirituality that's connected with being artsy because You're very uh, intuitive. I um, talk about a spirit world. There is a spirit world. Uh, I think you agree because, or else I'm Mm -hmm. just stereotyping artsy people. But can you talk a little bit about uh, the spiritual part of your life and how that gets reflected in the art? And are you a part of any uh, religious uh, tradition? Uh, yeah, again, great questions. And uh, what a great piece of insight into your life as well. And I think, you know, even um, Albert Einstein, Einstein, well, I was thinking of the, all the Einsteins. Um, you know, Albert was also a, a creative. He, he, that's, you know, the full scope of humanity is to be able to embody the intellect and the spiritual, the creative and the flow, as it were, they, they go together. And you've you've nailed it, of course. The spiritual is, I believe, communication, and that's just a channel of of 
flow through you as the device or the tool for, you know, the higher power to come through. And um, to answer your question, I, I'm not particularly religious. I have a strong faith and deep belief in God, a higher power of my own understanding. And, and, and that's truly why I've made it through the last few years, the last few months, especially, but, you know, I've gone through situations in my life that I know for a fact I would not have found my way had I not had um, a tie to a deep sense of faith in God. Well, you know, what I've learned in life uh, is that life is a journey. And, mm. you know, even as a child, I was one of 12 that the only one that got out of poverty and was able, you know, to have a career. Uh, and my life, you know, there were synchronicities, there were divine appointments, mm -hmm. but it was an evolution. And when I was at Princeton on the faculty, I was very spiritual. I believed in one God, many paths. And the one thing mm -hmm. I was certain of was that there was something much larger than me guiding and directing my life. And it took me 40 some years to uh, understand, you know, the call on my life. And I had a Christian conversion experience and I became a devout follower of Jesus in 1999. And up until that time, I'd been in New Age, Eastern religions. Uh, mm -hmm. I read all these spiritual books, Edgar Cayce, Out of Body Experience. I mean, it was spiritual. I was there. And, mm -hmm. uh, and so life is a journey. And as you live it out, and I'm telling you this as someone who's 66 and, and you're quite a bit younger. Um, I, what I found out was that God was always in my life. I didn't know him, but he was opening doors, closing doors, steering me, protecting me. And I think you are very much in the middle or I don't know where you are on your path, but it is a journey and it can be very exciting if you open yourself up to the fact that you have purpose and you, you've already been very impactful to the world and you're being so brave. You are the warrior princess and you are <laughs> here for such a time as this. Oh, wow. Th thank you so much. And, and I, I completely understand what you're saying and what a, you know, I think my life definitely changed when I, as you said, opened myself up to that journey um in in you know in, in that I wasn't in charge as much as I was being directed by something greater than right. myself right mm -hmm. and I can tell you that uh the young people that I meet um mm -hmm. it's almost like I can see um them in ways they can't see themselves but then when I was a young person I was just totally messed up totally confused mm -hmm. one time I was right right doing suicide gestures and I mean, mm -hmm. I have been through it all. There were people right. that came into my life and they encouraged me and I don't know what they saw in me. In fact, I had strangers come up to me, uh, late teens, early twenties. And they told me, you know, you're going to be famous someday. And wow. there was nothing about my life and where I was at that time. It did not make any sense. I didn't know I would go to college. I didn't know I'd become a professor. I had no way of knowing that there was a whole other world for me. And at that time I was trapped in shyness. I was so shy, even as a professor, I had to write out everything I was going to say. And 
someone might ask me my name or if I had to introduce someone, I'd have a piece of paper and that paper would be shaking. I would be so terrified. <laughs> and, and today it's not like that? You don't have those fears? No. I mean, in 1999, when I had my Christian conversion experience, it's like mm -hmm. God instantly removed that fear. And he, um, and he, uh, he impressed on my mind that he had uh, given me a message that was bigger than me. And as long as I focused on pleasing him, I didn't have to worry about people because when you're afraid, uh, in my case, I was afraid that I would make a mistake, you know, which we all do. People right. would laugh at me because of my funny Southern ac ac accent or I'd make a grammatical mistake. And it was just right, all this right, fear of right, people. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Which I love your accent, by the way. I, I listened to your podcast and I've watched you in several things. And I just, I mean, I don't know anyone who doesn't love your accent, to be honest. Well, that's interesting because I spent a lot of my time thinking that once I had the resources, I was going to get a speech coach and I was going to work mm. on my accent. But then I was in Dinesh D'Souza's Hillary's mm. America, and I had mm -hmm. people coming up to me, and they said, you know, I was watching that movie, and I was so depressed, and then I heard your voice, and it was so soothing, and, and all of a sudden, it's I thought so everything true. was going to be okay. <laughs> right? It's, it's amazing how our insecurities try to take us apart from the things that hold us unique and special. Well, I mean, it's just so amazing to me because I, now I hear it all the time, but that uh -huh. was just a, something that I was always embarrassed. In fact, right. to tell you the truth, I often don't watch or listen to my interviews, even though I know I should, because I'm told mm -hmm. that's how you get better, because I don't mm -hmm. like my voice. <laughs> oh. Oh. It's so wild to hear you say that. I mean, and, and I can attest it is soothing and comforting and satisfying and intriguing. It, it's, it's really special. And it's, it's just so odd how, how we're made up to, you know, fear these things that bring other people joy. And I, I totally relate. I can't, I can barely watch films I've been in or listen to podcasts I've done. Uh, um, but, it, but it's a still, it's a silly feeling in my stomach that I'm sure is so unnecessary. And like the, like, as you said, grammatical errors that you, that you've may have made or whatever. I, I, I go through all that, you know? Well, we're going to take a break, but I can tell you that what I get from you is a sense of joy. There's some kind of enthusiasm about you and you are the warrior princess. And I don't, um, you know, try to flatter people. What I say is what I feel. And so I really admire you deeply. And when we return, we're going to talk about some of the backlash you've experienced as a conservative. Be the People is sponsored by Cooper Steel, a family-owned business that provides the steel fabrications for buildings across the Southeast. Sixty years ago, Kenneth and Faye Cooper founded the company in Chevyville, Tennessee, which started as a vision is now a nationally recognized company that remains true to its founders' Judeo-Christian values and principles. Cooper Steel is committed to excellence, responsibility, and community. Its motto is build strong, stand strong. It treats its employees and customers like family. Learn more at coopersteel.com. 
The Biden administration's executive order on immigration brings to the forefront one of the most volatile issues of our time. In this timely second edition of Debating Immigration, I join my voice to that of other experts to provide you with facts and information that will help you understand what is at stake for our nation. This edition offers 21 original essays that cover race, religion, economics, human smuggling, and civil rights. Purchase at bethepeoplenews.com front slash books or wherever books are sold. Spreading the out loud truth from sea to shining sea. AmericaOutloud.com is the voice of liberty and justice for all. This is not a fight of Republican versus Democrat. It's not a fight of rich versus poor, old versus young, man versus woman, gay versus straight. It's not a fight of black lives, blue lives, Hispanic lives, or white lives. This is a battle of good versus evil. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. We are the vision of the voices, America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm back with my guest, Samara Armstrong. She's an actress, she's an actress, artist, musician, and warrior princess. Uh, and she, being part of the Hollywood culture, has experienced backlash for being a conservative. So share with our listeners some of what it's like uh, when you stand up. Sure. Um, and I guess I'd, I'd like to preface it just uh, um, for a, just a smidge to just say why I decided to do that. Um, you know, I started seeing what was happening culturally as something, it, it, was, it was being encouraged to hate or have disdain for America, to be embarrassed of it. And I know, and I know a lot of us know people firsthand who who have gone through great length to come to this country, and if not them, then their you know family members or parents, for that matter. And and I know the value of of what our foundation was was built on, and what our freedoms represent. And to me, you know, you there's there's no there's no error in in standing in confirmation and conviction to to that because people our founding fathers went to great length to ensure that we would have these freedoms they gave our, our their lives for it so to stand up in the wake of sort of the woke um mob as it were is really a you know scratch on scratch on the shoulder compared to what other people have um given in line of of this of this great country. Um, and so mostly what you see is a great, um, I guess, horror from people like how dare you the audacity to speak up with conviction for the country that how could you call this out or I remember the first the first thing I did what I wanted to do on my platform was just say, you know, it's okay to be proud of America. It's okay to be a patriot. Because that was not the the message that was being um, pushed across in early September of of 2020, and the the reaction I got was no, it's not. It is not okay, and and that's really what propelled me into speaking, wanting to speak further about all of this. Um, and you know, you have people who don't understand how someone could could speak like that, but then I listen to people like you and. Um, 
and many others and 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 you can feel convicted once again um i i don't i don't stand um asking for people's approval so i also believe that no one's cancelable you know what i mean yeah i do and you know something i know that you understand this but you are a person who has been called and positioned to speak up at this time and i think that young people like you that we will that you will win that mm-hmm. that there is an army being raised up and you're part of that army and um it is like a supernatural power that <laughs> identifies people equips them calls them propels them to stand up and so you know i'm very proud of you and i know that a lot of other people are too oh thank you so much i i cannot tell you how in- incredible I don't get starstruck. I've been around a lot of people in my lifetime in Hollywood to hear these words from you is so meaningful to me. I, I wish I had the words to properly uh, articulate it. I'm, it, it, it does feel like, uh, you know, the last few months of having this culmination of conversation really feels poignant at this point in time coming from you, I gotta say. And I can tell you that uh, a, a young woman on my staff who um, booked the interview, uh, mm-hmm. she is part of the young people that you are influencing. And so they are mm-hmm. looking to you. Uh, what advice would you have for them? And they are different stages in their career. In fact, some of them are sure. still in college. Sure, sure. I, I think I always go back to the fundamentals. I always go back to our constitution. When things get a bit um, chaotic and, you know, facts are, or misinformation are present, is presented as, as facts and a lot of emotions can get aroused in, in these sort of conversations. I just go back to, I just go back to my higher power. I just go back to truth as it's been implemented throughout the centuries in our country. And from there, you can't falter because we have we have the documents, we have the constitution. Um, and so it's not a matter of left or right. It's a, it's a matter of, of being a constitutionalist for me. Um, and tied into a, a great faith in our, in our higher power that, you know, Judeo-Christian values was what America was founded on. And from there, it's, it's so easy. Um, you know, it's not about making people feel wrong or right or, or, or any other, it's just about, for me, bringing up a dialogue. I'm not trying to say that I'm right, but I want to be able to question openly with other people, pieces of information that's been put out, you know, even as silly as, as it's been said that our, our world is ending in 12 years because of the environment. (laughs) Like, why can't we have a debate about that? You know, why do we have to just accept that as, I mean, are you sure? I mean, I, I believe just a few decades ago, we were about to go through an ice age. Well, that never happened, didn't it? So let, let's just have a conversation. But right now, the hardest thing is to have a conversation. Lately, I've been feeling very much like I'm in an echo chamber. And um, that's not a great feeling either. So what I started to do was, you know, I have trolls all over my, my platform. And, you know, they usually start like, you're disgusting, you're a racist, you're a bigot, you're this. And I'll just try to engage with them in normal conversation. Like, I know you're pretty upset by something that I'm saying, but would you want to have a dialogue about this? 
And it's odd. The troll behavior just melts away. I Immediately agree. they apologize. Right? Immediately they apologize. And constructive conversation. Not that I need a, a, an apology, but I'm eager to move forward. I, I'm not, I don't want to just hear the same thing I'm saying. I, I want a conversation of contrasting ideas and not trying to necessarily convince other people, but back to, I, I'm big on unity and, and you know, and I have a, a great exactly, disdain, you know, exactly where I am. And I do the same mm-hmm. thing with the uh, trolls that follow me. And mm-hmm. I don't like the echo chamber. I'm still on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, and I will be mm-hmm. there until they kick me off. I don't want to be in a ghetto. And uh, I think that we can model um, mm-hmm. civil behavior by the way we treat other people. And you can uh, persuade and win over people, and they do become ashamed of their attacks. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's a really interesting um, experience. And I both sides on the media, which, you know, I wish people would understand that the, the media is as much a part of fairy tale Los Angeles, Hollywood land. You know, the only difference is the, the lying is not scripted, you know, not, not apparently scripted, but, but the idea of this polarizing existence, we don't need to buy into that because just four years ago, that's not what it was like. We, we could coexist with contrasting um, political ideas perfectly fine. We could work side by side with people. And now it's just, it's like everyone's being in a, given the impression that there needs to be fear and, and fraught and, um, and fight. And, and I do believe we do have to fight for what we believe in, but we also have to coexist. We have to coexist. I can tell you that I noticed the trend a long time ago in, in academia. And in 2012, when President Obama was elected, after that, things that colleges and universities began to change more rapidly when it came to uh, political correctness. And we got the microaggressions and races and all of those things. And so, you know, the America that I grew up in was one where you debated people with whom you disagreed. And I've always believed that when you put together a political forum or panel that you need people with divergent views and that no one side has all the truth and that if you come together mm-hmm. and you debate you everyone shifts a little bit but yes. to be in this echo chamber I mean it, it hurts the people that it hurts everyone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know bring out the debate teachers where are they um and, and I I remember the experience of um um giving getting a for participation, right? Not for actually achieving anything, but just for showing up. And that felt like, oh, this is going downhill from here. All the children just get participation awards nowadays. And, and this um, unnatural response or desire to sort of make things fair universally, unilaterally for everyone, that's not setting people up for success because the contrasting and struggles the contrasting experiences and struggles we go through as individuals are the things that propel us when we overcome them. So this idea of a safe space is really enabling um, and, and stunting the growth of young people and giving them this idea that that's something that's going to save them or strengthen them. I mean, it won't, you know, the tools are, here's how you debate, here's how you get ideas across, not right. here's how you hide. 
And could you tell us about, uh, tell us whether or not you have a support network in Hollywood? I know that there are some conservatives. Uh, a lot of them are Christians, but there's some conservative Jews. Uh, have you found uh, support? Yeah, I, I have found support through, um, through social media. I've gotten messages here and there from people that I've known for decades that I had no idea were on the same political spectrum as I was because we were all, um, we all understood that to speak out would be no career, right? And, um, and, and also in the past, you really didn't need to speak out so heavily about politics, but it's always traditionally been a very liberal city. Um, I, I have a lot of um, uh, conservative Christian friends in, within Los Angeles and, and they seem to, um, keep to themselves in terms of like spouting their beliefs. I think what, what needs to happen in, and I, and I'm sure you're aware of Gina Carano right, coming out. The difference between me speaking out this last year was I was not on a hit Disney show. Right. Right. So her speaking out. So, so her speaking out in the midst of a bumbling um, project, a, a big humongous project, Disney project, it was massive says so much because most people wait to speak until they have don't have they're not in the midst of you right. know, a, a particular job she's proving that not only can you speak out people can try to cancel you and from there you will be propelled into stardom she's number one on um the imdb trending star meter right now and i think that will continue for her for a long time but ideally that will um that will encourage others within the industry because there are so many who are still quiet to be like, hey, no, I I'm going to take this leap of faith, too. And that's what it is. It's a leap of faith. That's right. Um, that's but, right. right. And 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 but that, that's it's an adventure. So if I take this leap of faith, no matter what it is, something great is going to I'm going to learn something. I might fall and get hurt. I can get back up. I can keep going. And Gina Car Carano is a, such a great. I'm really stoked. And, and I got to be honest, envious. She's already got her own. Um, she's going to be producing a movie with uh, the Daily Wire with Ben Shapiro, which is awesome. And so needs to happen. I think many, many more people will follow suit after her standing up and showing that strength. And would you tell our listeners how they can uh, get in contact with you, how they can follow you or support you? Sure. So I'm on Instagram. I'm heavily shadow banned, so it may be hard to find me. It's Samira, S-A-M-A-I-R-E dot X-O-X-O. Um, I'm also on Twitter, uh, uh, S-A-M-A-I-R-E. I think it's underscore Samira again. I'm on Telegram. I have a website, Samira.com. Um, I'm really big on communicating with people. So I, I love to hear from people. I, I love um, maintaining dialogue with with those who have questions or, or needing help or, you know, just want to vent. So I, I highly encourage people to reach out in that aspect. Um, and and I, I would love to um, continue to, to debate. Well, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. And we will post a, a link to your, um, your contact information. And I well, will continue to follow your career and hope to have you back on the Be The People Show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. And for listeners, you should have been greatly inspired by this interview. Make sure that you uh, follow Samara 
And also uh, remember, it's up to us, the we the people, to stand up and be the people who change our nation and our world. Thank you. Thank you.